In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Two men went to pray into the temple. One was a member of a sect of the people of Israel, the people of God, who were known for their piety and their attentive study of the scriptures. The Pharisee. You see, they were a sort, the Pharisees were a sort of a denomination, if you will, amongst the followers of the people of God. This man clearly lived a life according to the teachings that he had received. He clearly lived a life as he was taught by the rabbis in the temple and the synagogues, a life pleasing to God. The way he lived and even the way he prayed were not wrong, but in fact, good. The other man was the publican, a man who was generally disliked in society, in the society and the people, the community of his time, because his job was to collect taxes from the people. And in that time, collecting taxes actually meant that you were in a neighborhood and you literally were responsible for for getting taxes from your neighbors. Now let's be honest, when we have to deal with the IRS, appreciation and love aren't exactly the first feelings that arise in us either. So the poor man just didn't have it easy. But we do not know how the publican lived. The scriptures really don't tell us. It is entirely possible that this man also lived a life pleasing to God, that this man also prayed and fasted just like the Pharisee did. The only difference between them and frankly between their lives and their prayer was not the manner but the spirit. One offered his life in the spirit of pride. The other offered his life, all of his life, not just the few minutes of prayer, in the spirit of repentance. We believe that perhaps the Jesus prayer comes from the prayer of the publican himself. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And we want to pray, perhaps in the actions, in the manner, and within the temple, like the Pharisee, but we want to pray with the spirit of the publican. A mother of the church, Mother Sinkletiki, says that we ought to imitate the publican so that we are not condemned as the Pharisee. Repentance 
and humility. Repentance and humility is what we seek to include in all of our lives, to include not just in our prayer, but in the way we serve others, in the way we serve ourselves, in the way we study, in the way we eat, in the way we teach, in the way we receive teaching. A more modern-day saint, or not yet glorified, but the elder Ambrose of Optina, of the Optina Monastery, tells us that repentance and humility are higher and more important than all other virtues, continuing until the end of our lives. So then I thought of what this gospel reading might be about. Of course, the essence is exactly what I mentioned earlier. It's the spirit of the prayer and of our lives. But how do we ensure that our prayer remains good? So I thought of something to help us remember about how to guide our prayer. Because honestly, we pray a lot. Being Orthodox, we pray a lot in church. Our services are long, almost as long as my sermons. But even in our own lives, we pray in our minds, oftentimes, constantly, right? Even when we drive or when we sit at a desk or when we mow the lawn or shovel the snow or we chop vegetables, it's easy to pray, and we do. We do pray. But prayers must be real. So let's make prayer real. Here's a quick lesson that I hope I can leave you with. Real, let's take that word specifically. The first letter, R. Rule. I'd like you to think, as you make your prayer real, think of a rule. Our prayer must have a rule. And frankly, our prayer must become a rule. Read the prayers of the church in the morning or in the evening, both preferably. But perhaps other events, meals, are easy to think of. But at the start of work, at the end of work, when you begin to prepare for a major exam as a student, or perhaps an interview for a job, or a presentation for people that you have worked with for decades, add prayer. Make it a rule of your life that prayer, even short, becomes instinctual and it becomes methodical. And sometimes the challenges of our lives do not permit for regular morning and evening prayer as we would prefer and as is desired. Sometimes, unfortunately, we must settle for just a two-minute, 2.37 in the afternoon prayer. And that's okay. But make it a rule. 
and make it regular if it is a rule. I'll give you a quick example. Rules need to have regularity precisely because if they do not have their regularity, they're no longer rules. We make the exception the rule of our lives. And when we make the exception the normalcy of our lives, we fail to gain the benefits of the intended activity. Take the brushing of teeth. Do you enjoy brushing your teeth? No, you do not. Please do not tell me you do, because you'd have to be a little crazy to take plastic brushes and actually rub them against your teeth and your gums. Nobody enjoys brushing their teeth, but everybody brushes their teeth twice a day. And we do so because the benefits of this rule of life truly adds to the health of our soul, of our body, as well as our soul, for the entire life. E, in making prayer real, E, I would like, to, I would like you to think of the word encounter. An encounter of God. Our prayer must become an encounter. We have to bring ourselves into a moment of deep sharing with God, with our own words. Yes, indeed, it's actually a bit of a trap for us Orthodox to only pray written prayers that the church have given us, has given us for centuries, and they are beautiful, and I exhort you to pray them, but use your own words also. And as you use your own words, extemporaneous prayer as it's called, think of three things. Give thanks, ask forgiveness, and ask for help. Small things, big things, list them with your own words. Encounter God, just like when you read scriptures, God speaks to you. When you pray with your own words, you speak to God, and he desires it, and he listens. The third letter in that word real, as we make prayer real, the third letter is A, and I want you to think of awareness. Awareness of meaning is an absolute. And I want to make sure that I am not absolute as I speak about awareness, because I realize sometimes Sometimes the only thing we can muster is a mechanical, robotic prayer with our own lips, but the mind and the heart and the spirit even might not be there. It happens to me all the time. But that must be the exception, remember, not the rule. 
we seek to bring awareness to the meaning of those words that we read. Invite the words to dig into your soul. Most of us don't really have a clear understanding of what it means to be a farmer, to plant seeds so as to grow a plant. But you know that when somebody, if you try to plant anything, a flower, a vegetable, a tree, you have to take a spade, shovel, and you dig. You dig, and then you lift, and then you put the seed in, and then you cover it up. The reason we do that, actually, is precisely so that we stir up all the goodness that exists in the soil so that all of that goodness and richness of the soil that we have stirred up actually works with the seed. The words of written prayers from throughout centuries need to be exactly that. Use them as a shovel. Use them as a spade to dig and open up and let the meaning sit in so that it begins to grow as a plant. The last letter of the word real, L. As we make prayer real, I'd like you to think of love, love of others. Our prayer must become a source of love. You see, everything I have said above actually becomes useless. It becomes for nothing, for nothing at all, if we don't become more loving toward all that God has made. And my dear friends, if you have not been troubled by this, I bow to you. Sometimes the more we pray, the more we begin to see perhaps the mistakes and sins of others. And the more we pray, we find ourselves more irritated. That's the temptation. That's really the place that we want to run away from. That's really the devil at work trying to usurp the very activity that we engage in, the real prayer. No. Tell Satan to get behind you. Tell him to leave, understanding that everything you have built by your rule, by your encounter, and by your awareness is love. Love for the God who showers it to us and to his entire creation and love for the people who share in that very prayer with us. Amen.